following program is brought to you in living color on NBC. Hey, where y'all at? It is a thrill. I love this show. You're telling me a big fat lot. I was hoping for funny crazy. I will get on stage on Broadway and I will reenact the rantings of Charlie Sheen one day. Think you can replace me with some other guy? Go ahead. It won't be the same. Tis mightiest in the mightiest. Do not bring Shakespeare into this. You're so smart. Oh, really? Well, so are you. And yes, the rumors are true. They smoke, they drink, they use bad language in mixed company. They're extremely rich and they can flash more bling than most posses in this room. I know exactly who that is. That's the mother that loses every goddamn game. That's Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Get rid of him. Wow. Bros, come on. I love you, bros. Does everybody have to be crazy today? Now get me, Savior! All right, it's your midweek feel-good edition. What's the vibe from everybody out there? You having a good time? Fired up? You ready to go? You put Dallas behind us? All right, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, you know, you can't you can't dwell on it too long because Derrick Henry and the Tennessee Titans are coming into FedEx this weekend, and they're looking at this as a game they think they can win. It's the Bob Matthews Podcast. We are delighted to have you with us, the Commanders at 1-3. and three. Oof. This one may not be a must-win, but it is getting close. It's getting laid awful early, as we like to say around here. Coming up, we are going to hear from Ron Rivera on Brian Robinson coming back. The running back is officially activated as of Thursday morning. He is back on the field. We'll find out how he looked at practice. We'll talk to Antonio Gibson. And we are also going to hear from Sam Fortier, Commander's Insider, with the Washington Post. But before we get to that, um, a couple of one thing that I, I did want to touch on real quick, because there's been a lot of talk about, you know, if what's the one change that you think ought to be made with the Commanders? And uh, so I was thinking how I would answer that question. And I think I've come up with an answer, and it really doesn't have anything to do with personnel, per se. It's not whether to start Carson Wentz or bench Carson Wentz. It's not whether to bench William, William Jackson or start William Jackson. Now, for me, the first question I would ask if I took over today or tomorrow with the commanders is in the front office. And I'd ask, why... Was this much salary cap money left on the table in the offseason? Why? Uh, I would, and I would ask Dan, that's the question I'd ask Dan Snyder. You know, you always want some cap flexibility. You want to be able to assign players during the season if you need to. But what, you know, $20 million or so under the cap? No, that's not the way it works in the NFL anymore. Why is it they were unwilling to spend that money? Yeah, they laid out for Carson Wentz. I get it. And I still think that that is a move that, even if it blows up in your face, that was a good move to have made. It was. The guy was a second overall pick in the draft. But why was that it? Why did they let Brandon Scherf walk out the door? Why did they not spend big to replace him? Why did they, not, why did they let Eric Flowers walk out the door? And why didn't they spend to replace him? I'm all for drafting and developing your guys. But you also have to be realistic. And you have to know that you're not going to be 100% successful 
on every single guy that you draft and or sign as a UDFA when they're a rookie. You got to have depth. That's what you're going to see this week. Sadiq Charles better be ready to go at right guard because he's starting in place of Trey Turner now. And Sam Cosme had surgery on Tuesday on his thumb. He is going to miss multiple weeks. So it's Cornelius Lucas there at tackle. And that means that I think that means that the right side of the line has now turned over twice, I believe. Not to mention the fact that you've got Nick Martin playing center. Three weeks ago, Nick Martin was on the street. Why? Why did that happen? Why is it that $20 million or so of salary cap room was not spent? I'm afraid the answer might be because this team doesn't have it. The team might be worth $4 billion, but that doesn't mean they have the liquid cash on hand they need to spend on personnel. And if that's the case, that would be extremely scary. But for right now, we got to worry about what's going on on the field. So let's take you into the locker room. Let's start with Antonio Gibson. Normally we start with Ron, but I want to hear from Antonio today. Uh, Biggest question that he was asked today, everybody was asked, was Brian Robinson. Brian Robinson back on the practice field today and according to folks that saw him, looked pretty good. Uh, so we asked Antonio, what'd you think about Robinson back on the field? Uh, that's another guy in the room, uh, another powerful back, uh, big back, and, uh, you know, just another weapon to the team. Just from a kind of inspirational standpoint, like how uplifting is that from to see a teammate go through adversity and just kind of claw his way back? Um, just goes to show that we have fighters on the team. Um, I said that plenty of time in uh, multiple interviews. Uh, that's one thing I love about this team. Uh, regardless of the situation, regardless of you know who, who give up on us, uh, we continue to fight regardless. Um, he's a, a prime example of that. Are you surprised he's already back? It's only been like a month. Yeah, it's crazy. That's that's <laughs> an, that's an insane timestamp for for what happened. But uh, you know he's here. Uh, it's a blessing. I'm glad to have him back. I think everybody's glad to have him back because it's going to let him do a lot of things this week. If Well, theoretically do a lot of things this week. He's still got to get back into shape, into football shape. But all of a sudden, you got Brian Robinson back there that you can run a lot of two-back sets and motion Gibson up to the line of scrimmage, motion him out of the backfield. Uh, it gives you another weapon uh, in a skill position room that doesn't, lack from weapons it's the question of can the offensive line by Carson Wentz enough time to get the ball to him all right we also talked with Ron Rivera today uh, and asked him about uh, Brian Robinson coming back as well it was good to have him out there and he looks solid I mean he's got a little bit of ways to go you know conditioning will be a question that's for sure Um, but just watching him I mean his retention his recall looked pretty good and, um, you know, we did some of the things that, um, you know, he does well. He was out there doing them. So it looked good. It was all promising. What are you going to look forward to see, like, if you could play this weekend? And does the fact that you play another game on Thursday factor into anything with this week? Yes, it will. The biggest thing is we'll have to take a look at how he, ha- how he handled today, tomorrow morning. You know, come in, see where he is, see how he feels. You know, that's always a good indicator when a guy really gets his first real workout is how he's reacting the next day. Um, and then as we get into it and if he you know, practices again like he did today, then we'll see if there's any drop off. You know, we have we have the GPS tracking that will be able to give us his speeds just to see where they are. And that's something that we'll most certainly take a look at because I know the trainers and the uh, strength, strength conditioning staff will be looking at those. 
By the way, that was John Kime with the follow-up question there. All right, when we come back, Sam Fortier of the Washington Post joins us, and we talk more about what do you expect this week. It's the Bob Matthews Podcast right here on the Hockey Podcast Network. Hockey fans, it is finally time to hit the ice again thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. You are in for the season of a lifetime. New customers can bet $5 on any game and get $200 in free bets if they win. So, you want to start betting on the Caps? Hey, you know, opening night is coming up soon. Uh, Go ahead. Uh, Not only the Caps, but if you want to parlay some, you know, if Ovi is going to score tonight goals in there, You can do that as well. So if that's not enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team's going to win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, and you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game. Get $200 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER in Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, and Wyoming. 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado and New Hampshire. 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 877-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. Visit opgr.org for Oregon. Call or text TN Redline 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee or 1-888-532-3500 in Virginia. 21 and older, 18 and older, New Hampshire and Wyoming, physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Louisiana, Michigan, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New York, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming only. New customer offer void in New Hampshire and Ontario, Canada, and Oregon. New customers only, valid one per new customer, minimum $5 deposit, $5 wager, Bet must win. $200 issued as $825 free bets. Free bets are non-cashable, cannot be withdrawn. Free bets must be wagered one time, and stake is not included in any returns or winnings. Free bets expire in seven days after being awarded. Promotional offer ends 115.23. See terms at DraftKings.com sportsbook. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Commander's Insider, Sam Fortier of the Washington Post, joining us as we get ready to figure out where we go from here. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. How are you, Bob? You know, I'm okay, but I, I got to tell you, I feel a little bad after last week because uh, I, I, I didn't get a chance to, to tell you what I, I told some other people uh, after the Eagles game, and that was based on that performance. They were more than welcome if they didn't feel there was a need to go to Dallas. They were welcome to come down to Chapel Hill last weekend and see my daughter uh, play Sally Bowles in Cabaret instead of going to Dallas. And I'm thinking that might have been a better option for all of you guys. <laughs> uh, I appreciate that. And I think that, uh, you know, there, there probably would have been more passing 
just based on uh, based on what we saw in Dallas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got to tell you, she killed it too. She absolutely crushed the role. Oh well, I'm I'm glad to hear that, man. I yeah. I, uh, I wouldn't have any doubt that that a Matthews uh, <laughs> on stage with a microphone or you know if if, if whether or not she had a microphone, public speaking, I, I had full confidence that she'd be all right. Let me tell you something for when you have kids one day. It, it does a father proud to see his daughter pretend to snort up a line of Peruvian flake on stage. It's, it's, it doesn't get any better than that, let me tell you. <laughs> Woo! Father of the year. <laughs> All right, enough of the frivolity. Let's get to it. Uh, man, we are starting a week where, I don't know, I'm getting a really weird vibe from everything. Take me back into the locker room in Dallas. I mean, you know, we've done this for long enough. Uh, are you sensing any kind of uh, a change just in overall attitude or vibe here um, with the players and the coaches? Is, are things starting to heat up? If there's a vibe shift, uh, I, I haven't gotten the sense. I mean, obviously there's frustration. Logan Thomas, Sam Cosme, William Jackson. Obviously, you know, those are the guys that stand out in my mind from that locker room on, on Sunday night. And I think that they were obviously frustrated, but they still believe they have the talent and the coaching to turn things around. At least that's what they're saying publicly. And, um, you know, it, it's tough news with, with Sam Cosby getting, you know, surgery on his hand. He, he might miss a week or two uh, or more. Uh, but, I mean, this team really does feel like, hey, we have talent on offense and, and we should be better. I think that that's objectively true as well. But, you know, I, I think there's frustration, but, these guys also are used to that because uh, in the first two years of the Ron Rivera era here, they've had similar slow starts. Very true. Very true. Um, we, we all heard, you know, Ron's comments uh, on Monday. He holds a, a, a zoom meeting with, with all of you beat guys and everything. I know the, the big takeaway was the F bomb that he dropped and all that in the, in uh, Darren Haynes question. Um, when you, when as much as you have been around Ron, you know, reading between the lines, uh, do, you, do you think that he is, he, he's really, you know, kind of getting on the players or, or is going to be a lot more fiery in practice this week? I think that Ron's whole deal is that he's very consistent. He's a player's coach. He's, you know, he is, has that reputation. I don't think he'll be getting on the players more. I think that if you start pressing, players can tell. And I think that, uh, you know, any change in demeanor they'll see is panic. I remember that was one of the things um, that, that people talked a lot about at the end of the Joe Judge era in, in New York and, and the end of the Matt Patricia era in Detroit. I think that Ron will, uh, will kind of stay the course. You know, he'll have fiery moments. He'll be upset after poor performances. Or if they don't practice well, I think they'll get on them. But I, I can't imagine that it would be a sustained shift in demeanor, especially in year 12 as a head coach for Ron Rivera. Mm. So it, it's, uh, and it, that's, I think that's something interesting and important that fans should know is that, you know, the, the, the demeanor and, and kind of the persona that a coach comes in with, you got it, no matter what's going on on the field, you kind of have to stay the course with that because while it, it may make you feel good in the minute to, you know, lash out and blow up or whatever, Players can see through that, and if this is the way you are, you got to stay that way, or else, right? Yeah, I mean, you said it. It's uh, 
it, it's sort of like a thing. I remember, you know, reading Pete Carroll's book and he was saying that, uh, you know, if, if players get a different version of you, you're not setting the standard. You're not setting the tone. And, and no matter who you are as a coach, if you are, you know, uh, a hard ass taskmaster like Bill Belichick, that's one way to do it. If you're kind of a peace and love, uh, let's compete, but, but, you know, have a good time like Pete Carroll. That's who you are, but you got to be who you are and you got to be who you are every day with the players. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, let's talk uh, tactics here for a second. Obviously, like you mentioned, Sam Cosme looks like he's going to miss at least a couple of weeks. We already know the Chase Rie situation. The offensive line seems to be a mess right now. Um, what are you looking at as practice starts this week? Uh on the field what are you going to be looking at with that offensive line on the field to show you where it's going to be going this weekend well I mean as you know uh we only get you know 15 minutes uh stretch an individual right. during the regular season with the offensive line so it's not like I'll be able to see hey are they gelling but I mean this is the the starting five right now I think it'll be left tackle Charles Leno left guard Andrew Norwell those are the only week one starters left at this point you got Nick Martin at center who I thought played all right uh, for having signed on September 20th uh, on Sunday. You'll have Sadiq Charles at right guard. They benched uh, Trey Turner in like the third series of the game. And, you know, Sadiq came in, he gives you more athleticism. He's inconsistent, but I think that, you know, he will be able to do some of the things that Trey Turner just was not able to do after missing most of training camp. But right tackle, you're going to have Cornelius Lucas, a pretty familiar face uh, for this team because, you know, he's, I think, had uh, about 15 starts over the last two years filling in for guys so uh it's not going to be a ton of surprises uh, but obviously they need that unit to gel sooner rather than later and, and you know it, i guess if you want to look at it as glass half full thing it can't get much worse than it was last weekend right i think it was worse uh in philly against philly but yeah i mean the last oh. two weeks have, have been dreadful certainly um so uh, yeah it, it it would be difficult for them to uh to hurry Carson along any more than they have. Do you, uh, I've, and, and here, this one's probably pretty obvious, but I, I'm assuming that they are nowhere near as panicked, the coaching staff, about Carson Wentz as the fan base is, correct? Say that again? I'm assuming that the coaches, if you, if you read Twitter, you know, you listen to talk radio and everything, uh, people are absolutely apoplectic about about Carson Wentz's performance. I'm assuming that the coaching staff is not quite at the same point that the fans are with his performance so far this season, right? So, I, I think that every, in the building, uh, there will always be more rational discussion because there's more information, there's more, you know, uh, contextual breakdowns, whereas I think, you know, fans can sometimes zoom in on a video clip or two. Um, I think I think that the team is probably not pleased with the way Carson has played the last two weeks. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, look, like the, the question I always have is like, if you want to bench Carson, what's the alternative? Uh, I think that Carson, while he maybe has a lower floor than Taylor Heineke, he certainly has a higher ceiling. And, and, you know, I think it's pretty obvious after we saw, we know what Taylor Heineke is. He played 17 games last year. Like he is a, he is good. If you have a really good defense and a really good run game uh, to pair with him. So I, I just, I don't, and then Sam Howell, in, in a critical year three, do you think Ron Rivera is going to say, hey, let's go with the rookie we drafted in the fifth round? I, I can't <laughs> imagine that. So, no. it's, it's – uh, I mean, I think Carson has a lot longer leash 
than, than what we're talking about here. Though if he continues to play poorly, maybe that'll happen. Mm. Um, I, I I thought it was interesting, you know, Rivera saying when he when he has a clean pocket, he's one of the the best in the league. But uh, and I was wondering what the the subcontext of that was because you know obviously any coach knows you are not going to have a clean pocket most of the time. The last time I saw a quarterback have that consistently in Washington, you know, they won the Super Bowl when only lost two games that year. So I just you know sometimes I I wonder about some of that stuff. Um, Brian Robinson off of uh, coming off, I guess, today of the injured of, of the injured list. The clock starts with him, as he said. Do we expect to see Brian Robinson this week uh, just based on how they've handled players coming off IR in the past? Uh, we certainly expect to see Brian Robinson uh, come out. I'm actually curious. I, I'm driving to Ashburn right now. It is you know pouring rain. If it's rain and they're inside the bubble and you're on that turf, Ron is, is you know, with injured guys, particularly Ron has always been a conservative approach with those guys. Let's not, you know, put them on the turf too much. Coming off an injury, particularly the injury Brian Robinson has, would we see him maybe hold him out of practice today if they're in the bubble? If, if things clear up by 1150, maybe he's okay to go out there and, and participate as normal. But I'm, I'm curious if the weather will at least delay it, though certainly I, I would expect to see Brian Robinson at some point this week. Gotcha. All right, Sam, we are going to let you go because the last thing I want is for you to have a, a wreck in the rain and talking to us. So, <laughs> hey, Sam, 40, uh, Sam Fortier, you can uh, get him on Twitter at, at Sam4TRSports. Did I get that right? Just Sam4TR. That's right. Sam, the number four TR, my bad. Uh, and follow him every day in the Washington Post. He and Nikki Javala have the best commander's coverage that you will find. Thank you much, my friend. I appreciate it. Of course. Thank you for having me, man. Anytime, Sam. Anytime. That's going to do it for us. we got to get out of here. Uh, we will be back uh, hopefully later in the week with a little more pregame news and then locker room access for you after the game on Sunday. Hopefully we're talking about a commander's win and they're two and three. Have a great rest of your week, everybody. Remember, like the wise man once said, if you have your bike tonight, as always, you wear white. So oh.